Welcome to the Brand Led Podcast. We're your hosts, Kane Baker and Lisa Dondreo, co-founders of the branding studio, Baker Creative. We're on a mission to help you gain clarity in your brand and fulfillment in your work life. From strategy to visuals and beyond, we're arming you with bite-sized branding insights to help you build and grow a brand-led business. Welcome to episode number nine, guys, of Brand-Led. Really excited to have you here. Uh, Today, we're going to be continuing our discussion on brand personality. And just to recap, this is going to be part two of two. So if you haven't listened to part one yet, I do encourage you to go and do that. Now, in this episode, we're going to be unpacking the remaining six personality archetypes, and we're also going to be giving you some tips and action steps on how to choose your own brand personality. Yes. So picking back up from last episode, we mentioned that there were four big themes in which we can group these personality archetypes. Mm. So we've already discussed freedom, which included the innocent, the explorer, and the sage, and we unpacked mastery, which include included the hero, the rebel, and the magician. Yeah, we did. We did. And the next group we're going to be talking about today are all about creating connection. And these archetypes value, you know, building relationships and creating a sense of intimacy. So, Lisa, what's that next archetype? So, the first in this group is the regular citizen archetype. Mm. And this includes your man crush, Hugh Jackman. Um, Tell me more. Tell me more. (laughs) This is your quintessential guy or girl next door. They're wholesome, hardworking, reliable, honest, loyal. Mm. So this includes brands like IKEA, Target, Kmart, and people like Amy Porterfield and, like I said, Hugh Jackman as well. So if you're a regular citizen brand, you might tell stories of humble beginnings. Um, You're probably not here for the money or the fame. You're here to do something really worthwhile. And you make your customers feel really welcome and understood And your brand message is likely some version of, you know, if I can do it, so can you. So the regular citizen can be seen in many different spaces from furniture to fashion, but it typically shows up in products and services that are set at quite affordable prices and appeal to a wide audience. Mm, That's a good point, yeah. So these brands are really here to help people just live authentically and feel comfortable just as they are. So it's Mm. really about, you know, showing up as you are um, and no kind of masks or filters, that sort of thing. Cool. So, okay, so who's up next? Next up on our list is the Jester. So think of brands such as the Dollar Shave Club, M&M's, you know, Jim Carrey uh, and Australia's own Hamish Nandy. And these brands all give their audience permission to be spontaneous, playful, you know, lighthearted uh, and even mischievous. And they help people to kind of live in the moment. Uh, if you're a Jester brand, you're likely to be bold and you're willing to break the rules and, you know, be a bit unfiltered. And these brands are proof that it is possible to be yourself and still be accepted and adored by others. And their customers are really just looking for a way to bring fun and enjoyment into their lives. So let's talk about where do you commonly see Jester archetypes, like what kind of products and industries? Yeah, things like uh, confectionery, soft drinks. Um, Sometimes you find it uh, with alcohol and also and just entertainment in general um, yeah. is, uh, tends to be epitomized by the, the Jester brand. And I think people are really looking for this lightheartedness, kind of that escape from the heaviness of, you know, the, the news cycle and negativity that we kind mm. of see um, in today's world. It's really this like lighthearted, um, playful moments. Um, people are really interested in kind of um, in having yeah, those. Sure. 
Okay, so the last one in the connection group is the lover. And lover brands are all about creating really special moments, making people feel appreciated and loved. So brands like Hallmark, Chanel, Tiffany & Co. and Barilla are all examples of lover brands. So if you're a lover, you want to create genuine personal connections with your customers and are really willing to go the extra mile to make them feel special. So this might include remembering past requests that they've made, calling them by name, uh, creating new custom products just for them, or giving them some sort of exclusive deal or offer uh, or sneak peek. Mm. So, Yeah, Nespresso is a really good example of this. Yes, uh, their in-store experience is really designed to make you feel like so a good. VIP every single time. Uh, and even just the lighting, the decor, the fact that they're giving you a coffee like for yeah. free, uh, and even the fact that they, you know, that when they give you the bag, they don't just hand it over the counter; they walk around and <laughs> hand it to you. Um, all of those things, and even their membership program, you know, everything just really makes you feel like a VIP every time you go in there. So, other lover brands are found across, you know, beauty, jewelry, fashion, travel, food. Um, sometimes even, you know. Or the wedding industry is a big one. You know, a lot of brands within the wedding industry uh, really lean into the love of brand. And then you've also got, you know, alcohol and even spa or beauty treatments as well. Okay, so let's move on to the final group. These brands are all about stability. And these archetypes represent safety, structure and control. Yeah, they really help people to escape the chaos and uncertainty of everyday life. Yeah, so what's the first brand in this group? All right. So first up, we have The Caregiver. And these brands are really fueled by their compassion, generosity, and a desire to help others. So they're really all about providing care and protection. So I think mm. uh, Tom's, Band-Aid, Volvo, Campbell's Soup, uh, even Princess Diana. These are all caregiver brands. Yeah. So if you're a caregiver brand, your work is really characterized by your ability to show empathy and really listen for what people truly need. Mm. Right. And they don't want to neglect or disappoint those that they love, including, you know, children, maybe even their uh, aging parents or even their pets. And so they spend significant amount of time and money caring for others. And often they leave their own self-care by the wayside. So caregiver brands really give their customers a means to take care of themselves while also allowing them to look after those that they care for. Yeah. And I guess typically you see caregiver archetype in industries uh, such as health and the aged care. Yeah, even um, hospitals, sometimes education, mm. uh, insurance. The insurance industry is a big one and yeah. uh, sometimes even finance. Um, also uh, gardening and cleaning, like those kind of household chores that can kind of take things off people's yeah. plates. Um, okay. Yeah, those ones as well. So next up in the stability category is the leader. And the leader archetype, is all about helping their customers gain and maintain control, influence, wealth, and power. And as the name suggests, these brands are often best in class or leaders in their space with plenty of authority. If they're, if they're not the leaders, they aspire to be the best in their field and are willing to do whatever it takes to win. So think Mercedes-Benz, Winston Churchill, um, Microsoft, those types of brands. Yeah, even American Express. Yeah. But they, they're all epitomized this leader archetype that I'm talking about. And if you're a leader brand, you're likely to be the best in your category and your customers look to you to take control 
of their world by really investing in the best possible product or service. And you're often going to find that leader brands are the first to release new offers and they may also be the ones setting standards in your space. So let's talk about some of the typical industries, Lisa, you might find the leader. Yes. So you've got things like jewellery, credit cards, like we said, American Express. Uh, Home security is a really interesting one. It's really about like taking control. So anything that kind of falls into that like automation systems kind of category sometimes goes here. And that kind of carries across to, you know, the cars and the the tech yeah, it can that. really be in any space. A lot of luxury brands fall into this archetype. It really is about being the leader um, leader in your category, I suppose. Yeah, sure. So that's the leader. Yes. So last what we but got? not least, we have the creator. Okay. And this might resonate with a few creatives out there. So these are the brands that help their customers to recreate themselves or their surroundings and they believe in building things of enduring value. So they're really innovative, creative, and genuine. These are brands like Webflow, Squarespace, uh, Canon, um, Etsy falls into this category, mm. Adobe, uh, and even Lego. So these are all creator brands. So if you're a creator brand, you probably put a lot of yourself into your work and you'll get a lot of fulfillment when you realize how others are able to enjoy what you've created. So creator brands are often opposed to products and services that are of poor quality uh, or devoid of imagination. They're really big on that authenticity piece. Yeah, and these these types of brands uh, don't believe in the one-size-kind-of-fits-all approach. They prefer the custom solutions. Yes, they're probably creating really customized pieces or whatever they're creating. They're doing um, original things for their customers. Mm. So typical industries in this space include Art, design, music, uh, marketing sometimes falls into this. Um, mm. Architecture. Writing. Yes. Uh, entrepreneurship sometimes. And even things like cooking as well. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, you've got builders, like you said, architects. And then sometimes even um, fitness and cosmetics uh, or like, you know, makeup artists and things like that as well. Mm. Okay. So is there any more archetypes that we, did we touch upon them all yet? That's all 12 That's now. it. All 12, okay. <laughs> so chances are you guys may have resonated with a few of those or you could recognize the qualities of those archetypes in some of the characters or brands that you already mm-hmm. know. Yeah, exactly. And um, maybe you can see your own brand fitting into some of those categories as well. Um, yeah. Funny thing is, is when I first learned about these archetypes, I was really resistant to using them. So I knew mm. about them for years and years, but I just was like, I don't want to put our brand into a box, you know. And yeah. um I was like, why can't we just choose our own set of attributes and really lean on those? Like, you know, everyone's an individual with their own personality. Why can't our brands be the same? And uh, I think um, I I was resistant to them, but I've really changed my mind on it um, because we're also familiar with archetypes from books and movies. It really does make it so much easier to build a personality around an existing persona rather than trying to make one up from scratch. Yeah, and it's all about your customer as well. You want to make it as easy as for them as possible to understand what your brand personality is, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think it's also, um, you know, if you've got more than one person on your team, um, it makes it a lot easier for everyone to really understand how to behave in line with a recognizable persona rather than this really abstract one that no one really quite gets. Yeah. Yeah, the other the other great thing is that you don't have to choose just one archetype. You can have a primary and maybe a secondary one or it can evolve over time. Yeah, exactly. Although you don't want to change it up too much. Or yeah, not too much. <laughs> yeah, or your brand but... might get a bit confusing 
But I suppose a good example of this is in Apple. So when they launched their 1984 Super Bowl ad, uh, if you haven't seen it, you can Google this. Um, it's on YouTube. They were definitely channeling that rebel archetype, really challenging the status quo with their revolutionary products. But now I really think that they lean more into the creator archetype. They're really about reinventing or reinterpreting things and they obsess over quality, uh, really helping people to express themselves. And that's really a hallmark of the creator. Yeah, I, I don't really think Apple can authentically lean into the rebel anymore because, I mean, their products have just become so mainstream. So it yeah, doesn't exactly. really make sense. Yeah, exactly. I mean, most people have an iPhone these days. I mean, maybe, I don't know, 70% or 80% of the room has, a, has an iPhone. So Definitely in Australia, yeah. Yeah, so... I think, you know, your personality can evolve over time and it may take on more than one type, although I'd really recommend doing a 70-30 split or an 80-20 split. You want Mm. one dominant archetype um, and then you can have a secondary one if you want to lean into some qualities of others. Yeah, and if you're not sure which archetype to choose and want to unpack your brand personality with us, this is one of the several exercises we run through in our brand workshops. Yeah, it's one of my favorites too. Uh, like I said, I really yeah, enjoy enjoy brand personality. You know, we take a look at your current attributes and your industry and we look to see where there's opportunities to really stand out by leaning into an archetype and it's yeah. a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. And if that's of interest to you, please just reach out anytime. Go to our contact page or backycreative.com.au and book a call with us and we can chat about doing a workshop with you or your team. And we often find people saying, you know, hey, Kane, I can't get clarity from inside my business. You know, I need some help. Um, and they often say after the workshops, it's just so much easier to, to get that clarity um, because they have the outside perspective. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, if you're interested, we'll leave a link in the show notes uh, where you can kind of take the next step and learn more about booking a workshop with us. Okay, so that's it for today's episode. Uh, thank you as always for choosing to spend your time with us. Um, and learn more about becoming a brand-led business. We're watching, you know, our numbers tick up on the podcast listens and we're really grateful to have you here. Yes. And if you like this personality series, uh, let us know. Don't be a stranger. We love hearing from you. And make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss any future episodes. And we'll see you next time.